0: everyone and welcome on into the betting pros podcast. I'm Thomas Viola and it is time for the PGA championship at Southern Hills in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So today to help us break it all down, we have action networks, Josh Perry, joining us, Josh, how are you doing today?
1: Pretty good. Just uh, ready for another major like everyone else out there. It's It's a good time.
0: That's right. And right off the bat, one of the things that we were talking about right before we came on air here, you mentioned the majors are a little bit easier to handicap. Why is that?
1: I mean, you just have more time with them. You have time to look at the course. You know what the numbers are. I mean, you got months at looking at odds. You can pick off a few guys early here or there if you think they're going to drop um, rather than just kind of jam everything into three days and hope it works out. So, yeah, there, there's just more time. You can be a little more patient and wait on things, get things early. And it just kind of gives you a bit of an edge if you're if you're paying attention that much.
0: That makes perfect sense to me. It's not that quick three-day turnaround you have where a normal tournament ends on Sunday. And then by Wednesday, you've got to have all your bets in and be ready to go. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's uh the more time you get, the better it is. If they gave some advanced stuff all the time, it'd be a, uh, it'd be pretty easy for some of these tournaments. But, uh, yeah, no, the, the majors give you that chance. And, uh, We've been able to to hit i know a lot of people were on sheffield pretty early he hit phoenix and all of a sudden ground went or, and then that number dropped he was at 35 40 to 1 for the masters and then by the time you get there he's 12 to 1 so you can kind of see where the where the value would be if you can pick off some of these guys early on exactly it is important to have that look
0: ahead that the majors give you where you can you can grab the number before it starts to really fluctuate but at this point where we sit here. We're headed into Southern Hills this week and John Rahm is actually going to be the favorite at most places. Scotty Scheffler is somewhere around the same neighborhood, but a lot of shops, what we're seeing is 11 to 12 to one on Rahm here. Phil Mickelson, the defending champ, obviously he's not going to be around to defend his title here. And the last time, if I'm not mistaken, we had a PGA tour winner at this course. It was Tiger Woods way back 10 years ago or so, but rom the favorite right now what do you think of him do you think that people are the, the number's just wrong to bet him at this point where do you think he stands
1: personally i don't really go after the top top guys It just doesn't fit with my overall betting thing I, I can see why people would do it and with rom it, it honestly might be not be a bad idea if you want to go that way just because he got the win in mexico so he's not really he kind of got that that off his shoulders a bit there he, he's got one on the board he can kind of relax a touch and kind of just go out there and play he's not worried about everything where you're in a spot where you haven't won and you're trying to go into a major with that sort of pressure on you you can just kind of go done. and he's a major champ he's got a win recently and so everything is starting to click up a bit obviously it wasn't like a super strong field in mexico but sometimes that's just what these guys need to get rolling a bit and i mean like i said i i don't bet the numbers but i can understand if somebody wants just wants to go place one bet and they put it on Rom and, and kind of move forward
0: and honestly, at 11 or 12 to 1, yeah, he's the favorite, but you're, you're still getting a decent return on that. I can understand if someone likes to do that too. But you said you don't really bet the numbers. You're more into betting the golfers. What are some of the golfers that you actually like out there this week?
1: I'm um, kind of looking more at iron play and scrambling stuff. So if you're wanting to go to the top, I didn't bet him, but I'll probably have him in some like drafting stuff, it, it like Morikawa's types where they put the driver in play. They can kind of keep it out of the rough. And then a lot of iron play and, and hitting these tough greens, um, to a lesser extent, uh, guys like Keegan Bradley who's played well recently, um, similar type of mold, obviously not not the, quite the level of Morikawa, but a similar game style. Um, then I went with other guys like I mean Fitzpatrick's been playing really well. I think he'll he'll show up decently here. And that type of mold, the the middle, the middle tier is, is kind of interesting because I think that's, there's a good chance the winner can come from there. Cause it's not overwhelmingly favoring the bombers this week. It's kind of more well-rounded and that's kind of where we see the more well-rounded guys. A lot of the times is, uh, um, in that middle range there, the 33 is the 50 type range. So, so that type of players, what I'm kind of looking at.
0: Yeah, this is more of one of those courses and we'll get into it in a little bit on the attributes of the golfers where, you're not necessarily looking for that guy who has the five hundred yard drive to come out on top in this one, especially with the wins here. But talking about some of those guys real quick, Matt Fitzpatrick, he's at forty five to one right now on DraftKings. Uh Colin Markawa, obviously up closer to the top of the pack at sixteen to one. And then you also said Keegan Bradley, he's at sixty five to one right now. There's a lot of value there in that middle of the pack, but One of the things that is going to be a major problem for these golfers is the wind, that Oklahoma wind on the course. Southern Hills, they got rid of a lot of the trees that were around the course lining it, and there's less of a shield from that now. The weather forecast says Thursday, Friday, expect to see a lot more wind. We could see some rain on Friday. Saturday, Sunday, weather is supposed to open up a little bit. How is that going to affect some of these guys out there, and how does that impact your handicapping when you're picking some of these guys?
1: yeah it's always tough especially this early i mean you kind of got to keep an eye on it um occasionally you'll get a tea time draw advantage if you're looking but you got to kind of wait till wednesday night because forecasts, we all know they can kind of bounce around all over the place i think it's going to draw more people to the to the localish guys the oklahoma state guys the hoblins and things like that just because they've handled it before the texas guys speed's going to draw a lot of action just because of how well he's playing and that i think it could also if you're seeing a lot of wind um I mean the euro guys tend to tend to pop up there if it starts to to get windy like an open where like um i mean they have a lot of these greens where there's the runoffs there's gonna be a lot of scrambling around there you can see i've I've got shane lowry from a couple months ago on the card it's not something i'd probably bet at like 30 to one but when he was hanging around in those 40 50 ranges that was uh that was something that interests me and then i already mentioned fitzpatrick there so we see some pop, uh, some Euro guys pop up there just because of the, that that high wind can uh, can favor them at times.
0: I mean, that makes perfectly perfect sense. We know, especially in the England area, not known for pristine weather conditions for
1: the golfing. You know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. If they're gonna mix in some rain on there and, and twenty mile an hour winds like we're seeing, I mean, that's every day over there. It seems like so. So they'll, they'll, they should. You'd think if there was an edge, they might have it.
0: And you also specifically mentioned Victor Hovland. I wanted to bring him up. I actually had it already here in my notes because I already have a ticket on him at 25 to 1. Find him as high as 28 still. He lives in Stillwater, Oklahoma now. Obviously, he's one of those European guys, though. And he's been playing Southern Hills for weeks to prepare right now. Do you think that he has a legitimate shot here?
1: i think the concern on it is, is the scrambling and around the greens as we've seen there's a lot of runoffs and everything like that and he's been pretty rough i think the the play with victor is i don't know if he's followed feinberg at all jeff feinberg but his play with victor is to bet him to win by like three plus at like 70 80 to one i think if if hovland wins it's going to be one of those where he runs away because it's going to be a week where he's just so dialed in that he's not having to scramble he's just hitting every green, every right uh, and getting a lot more birdie looks than everyone else. And, and he's minimizing where he can get into trouble. And I think if, if you're, if, if you're going to look for a hovlin play, that's kind of the way I'd go is wait for a prop bet on him to, to try to find him to kind of run away with it. Like if he's going to, if he's going to win, I don't think it's going to be one of those tight ones. I think it's going to be one of those ones where he's just clicking and going and he just, Hey, like what Rory used to do. when he would win a major by five, six shots. I think that. If Hovland is completely ready to go and knows where to miss and knows how to manage that short game, I, I think he could blow it out if he, if he does win it.
0: And as you mentioned the importance of short game, we actually have another quasi-guest here. He's not joining us live, but we have Southern Hills senior Caddy Dan Griffin. We got some of his thoughts on the course, what to expect out there, and one of the things that he talked about was the short game and the importance of that. Let's hear from him now.
2: You just, it's hard to hit greens out here out of the rough because the, 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 uh, all the greens are so well bunkered. And a lot of shots, uh, if you're in the rough, you're gonna have to almost play chunk and run up up to the greens. And with bunkers like that, you can't do it. And then uh, coming out of the rough, uh, balls aren't gonna hold, they're gonna go over the green. It's And each, of course, all these holes are different, but for example, on number one here, you can see the bunkers on the left and that's where they want to hit their T-ball to come into the green. But if you're, if they're in the, in the right rough with a south wind, hitting a shot over that right bunker down here, it's not going to hold. It's going to run over the green. I don't, I don't care the best pros out there. They're, they'll be very lucky to hit that green. So they're going to have to kind of chunk it left to that green side bunker and try to run it up on the edge. And there's a lot of holes out here like that, that uh, if you're in the rough, good luck hitting the green. So they're going to have to have their best short games out here. If they're going to want to score on a halfway windy day,
0: Dan Griffin, he's been the senior caddy at Southern Hills since 1959, whole lot of experience there. We thank him for taking a couple minutes to talk to us and answer some questions. But like he said, the short game, it is going to be so important. How does that come into play? Who are some of the golfers that you think might really be able to take advantage of the
1: scrambling? Scrambling wise, I mean, Cam Smith was another guy I targeted a few months ago. Again, probably not going to bet him at like 20 to 1, but when he was in that 40 range, I, I think he could pop up well. Um, Fitzpatrick, again, is a, I think I've said him three, four times now, but, but I, I like him this week as far as a course fit style goes. I mean, everyone's going to go to speed um, if he's not missing the poor footers that kind of cost him yesterday, but, um, yeah, it it fits those type of guys. I mean, we've seen him around the greens. Hideki's sneaky around the greens. People think of him as a bad putter, but that doesn't translate to a short game. He's actually really good around the greens and then sometimes just misses the four footer. But he's usually the reason why we see him miss so many four footers is because he chipped it to four feet, three feet every time from some tough spots where he took the irons there. So um, no, it's those type of guys. And I mean, the scrambling, if the greens are small and they have runoffs, it's going to matter. And that's one of the things where we don't always wait it too high around the greens because there's a lot of tournaments where if you're missing too many greens and you're scrambling, you're not going to win anyway. But but the, when you're getting in these tougher weeks where major time and winning score is going to be 8, 10, 12 under, then then you got to be able to get it up and down a few times. And so so those are a few of the guys that, that seem to, to pop up each week when uh, we're when looking at that. And that's my next question that
0: I wanted to ask you about here. When it comes to scoring – What do you think we're going to see if people were interested in getting into that prop market? Some of those lines not really available yet, but they'll be coming out as time goes on. What are you expecting to see as far as a final score prediction? Do you think that these are going to be low scoring rounds or do you think this might get a little higher?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's always tough to tell because the weather plays so much of a factor. So it depends on what we actually end up getting, but. I mean, if they're going to play the rough up and they're going to bake out the greens and then we get 20 miles an hour wind, I mean, if you're shooting under par, you're going to be gaining quite a bit on the field. And then it's a par 70. you got to factor that in as well. So, I mean, you're missing out on two par fives. The par fives that they do have are, like, massive, too. We're talking to 630, 650. So, unless you're cam champ, it's going to be tough to get there in two for for 90% of the field. And if you miss the fairway, there's just no chance. So. I mean, otherwise you had driver and three wood for a lot of these guys. So there's not the there's not the easy par five birdie opportunities. There are some shorter par fours where you're gonna have some wedges in. But I mean, we're we I, I mean, we saw Tiger win at eight. It's obviously been revamped since then. We saw last year, Jake won at eight uh, for the Senior Tour. Uh, so I mean, that that seems to be a, a target score around here. I would expect it to be high single digits if there's some rain and it softens some things up. We could see low teens. 12 to 13 under but par 70s it's just usually tough to get going anyway just because you're, you're missing those two extra birdie opportunities you get each round
0: and dan griffin actually had something
2: similar he was more on the low side of it as we can see here well i think it's three to five really i think three to five if if we like i was telling you you know if if we get uh, uh, a little bit of wind the green speeds up the roughs up Three to three to five, I think, is going to be a really good score. Now, if, if we get, you know, calm winds and s- soft greens and stuff, you know, they can they can blow it out to twelve or thirteen hundred. But I really don't look for that on this course. This course has always stood up well.
0: Now, of course, a little of what he said there, he was speaking with us before they announced some of the course changes, some of those distances. The three to five may be a little too aggressive
1: um i mean it's it's tough so i mean if they get the rough up i mean and you miss that and you can't really go at these greens very easily and then the runoffs are there again it's going to come down to how the wind plays if you're getting 20 mile an hour winds and 100 par is great score on any golf course it seems like so um yeah it's just gonna a lot of it's weather dependent it depends on what they get like you said i mean it could be three to five if we get wind if we don't kind of dies down like it might on Saturday, Sunday a little bit, and there's a little rain in the forecast, all of a sudden uh, it's not as defensive. Uh, there's not as much defense out there. Guys can shoot four or five under on a day and and post some numbers and kind of go where it might be one of those times where it's you're heading at three, four under on the weekend and somebody shoots 66, 65 and goes out and posts a 12 and, and walks away with it. If they get some wind up the whole week, it, it's going to be rough, um, rough out there.
0: Now, you know who we have to talk about. It's illegal to do any kind of golf content without bringing up Tiger and where you think he's going to finish. He says the knee feels good. He says that he's feeling a lot stronger than he did at Augusta. How much of that can you take at face value? He's 70 to 1 right now. He's the seventh most popular bet for the public because he's always going to be bet by the public. It makes him one of the worst bets in golf because – his odds are so distorted by that, but we still have to ask, what are you expecting from
1: him? I mean, he won here the last time, so so he knows what to do around here. I mean, obviously it's a little bit different with the revamp, but I mean, you got to figure, I mean, he should be around on the weekend. I mean, he made the cut of Augusta. This is a, this course, I mean, isn't as taxing of a walk for him um, as Augusta. So physically he should be able to hold up a little bit better. You'd think he's got another, month under his belt of rehabbing and getting back into the swing of things. So you figure stamina wise, he'll be fine. I I honestly think he'll probably start out. It'll probably be fairly similar to what he did at Augusta where he, he opened up pretty well the first day, then kind of tapered off. He he might open up well the first two, two and a half, three days, and then kind of taper off. I I don't have any money on him this time. I mean, last time they were hanging plus money on him to make the cut at Augusta and that was just a gift because it's tiger at Augusta. He's not going to miss the cut. Um, yeah but, I, but I took I, that same bet yeah I, I don't see i don't see that type of i don't see us getting that type of odds i probably see him hanging like a minus 110 type situation maybe and, and then i mean you're dealing with a situation where we got 150 guys instead of 86 so there's way there's a way deeper field here than there is at the masters so it it's one of those things he, he's probably got to get off to a good start to to really do anything because it's it's hard to see him playing better as the week goes on just until he gets back healthier, if that's ever a thing for him.
0: Now, you you talked a little bit, and by the way, I'm in complete agreement there. I think that we'll see him start off strong and then taper off because I, I I don't feel quite like he's totally back. You know? It it's very hard for him to I don't I don't think he's ever going to get back to that point where he was at in his true dominance, but even just I
1: don't feel like he's truly back from the injury. Oh, yeah, no, and he probably no, never will be. It's just one of those things where you just got to enjoy that he's out there. I mean, you don't have to – I mean, we've been watching this. A lot of us have been watching this for years now. We've all had chances to, to hit Tiger Woods. Now is not really the time to, to dive in on the betting side of things unless they're going to give us a bunch of plus money again to make a cut or some yeah. weird matchup where he's clearly an underdog against somebody he maybe shouldn't be, but – um yeah outside of that it's it's really tough to to dive in at seventy to one outside of some some nostalgia there
0: so let's let's talk about some of those matchups i don't think i don't i know you don't have much on the board just yet is there anywhere that you're targeting anywhere that you're looking to go or thinking about for a a, a particular line if you can get it
1: um i haven't yeah it's still early for matchups there it's kinda of one of those things where there's gonna be some Potential edges with uh, people, I mean, they, they always kind of favor the Bombers most places there. If you can find some some of the unknown scrambler-type guys, um, I want to say, like, I mean, not unknown, obviously, with Cam but, and, and Fitzpatrick. I've already mentioned them. Um, Hope is a guy who might pop up for me because he's in a similar mold there. Um trying to think just the, just those type of guys where and then i've already mentioned a guy like Keegan bradley I, i'm on him as a long shot guy where i mean he i, I think his ball striking should set up here well to where he's not having to scramble as much hopefully and i mean and the thing is too is around the greens and his putters actually started to play better which is why you're seeing actual results in him in contention rather than just taking 35th every week so so those type of guys, the guys that I've kind of already bet outright, I kind of see, look around and see if they hang a matchup where they're in a uh, spot with a guy of similar outright odds. And if they hang the minus 110, I think this guy's going to win the tournament. And I don't think this guy can't win the tournament. I'll, I'll take a 50-50 shot on him. But but that's usually where I hang out to see who my, my card initially lines up with and see where, where the matchups are. And if they if they hang it up against a guy that I just don't like at all.
0: And so you talk about that. You talk about favoring the scramblers over the bombers here. What is it about the scramblers on this particular course? Obviously there is the wind factor, but they've also shortened the course up a bit and that's going to affect the bombers advantage, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, they can always club down and try to keep it in play, but when you've got a bunch of par fours that are set to play under 400 yards or under 450 yards, it kind of keeps the field more level. There's not the, three four five times where you're playing a par four that's 520 yards you're not and then the and then the par fives have kind of negated it the other way where almost nobody can go for it into if you're going to play a hole at 650 yards i mean 650 yards into the wind if it's the wrong if depending on the way the wind goes cam champ's going to have driver three wood and he's still going to have 100 yards in so i mean it's it's one of those things where they've kind of leveled it out a bit i think it's not necessarily that the bombers don't can't aren't going to play well it's just that they've set up the course it seems like to kind of neutralize everything and kind of just whoever shows up with their best game whatever they do well whoever shows up and has their their a stuff and can kind of hide the weaknesses for four days is going to be the one who wins it rather than all right we have 7600 yards and a par 70 we can chop this field the 20 bombers and pick three or four of them and move on which is kind of what it on the initial scorecard when they had it at 75, 7,600 yards that I saw, it was kind of the way I was leaning with it.
0: So if we wanted to recap some of the big takeaways here for some casual bettors who are looking to make some golf picks this weekend, would it be fair to say the big things that you want to look for in this one are go for the golfers who are more of that scrambler type, kind of avoid the long bombers, look into the middle of the pack when it comes to the betting odds. There's a lot of value to be found in a larger field like this, and especially given the course layout and who it's going to be favoring, again going back to those people with the great short game, look for the scramblers, and also keep in mind for the weather, keep an eye on that forecast, and maybe try and wait a little bit to make some of your picks.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, the tee drop might matter there. There, there might be an edge there uh, depending on how the wind's supposed to go. So that always helps, but. Yeah, if it, it come kind of comes down to guys got are gonna have to hit. These are small greens; they're gonna be tough to hit. So you gotta gotta have the ball in play. There's a creek that runs everywhere. Um, so you just gotta. It's gonna be one of those weeks where you have to have it in play off the tee. If you don't have it in play off the tee, then you can't really hit these greens. If you can't really hit these greens, and you gotta scramble. So it kind of favors those above average length who can keep it. The precision type players, and then they have the iron game to go with it um if you don't if you're missing one of those things you're inaccurate off the tee you're inaccurate the iron you have to be able to get it up and down and if if that's a weakness it's going to be it's going to be a long week for those type guys
0: josh thank you so much for joining me today i really appreciate it before i let you go i have to ask point blank who is it that is going to be winning this weekend and why is it john daly
1: john daly he was actually playing good last week and then got DQ. He was, uh, he was up there in the top 10 with the, the senior majors there, just strictly was lighting him up. Now, John, De, um, uh, I, my top guy right now um, that I bet this week with the odds that are still out there is Fitzpatrick at the 45. I think he can even find a 50 if you can shop it around. But um, I just think overall his game has probably been about as consistent as anybody else out there. He's top 15, top 20 every single week. He's better – I think people have kind of soured on him just because they're kind of sick of watching him. He doesn't ever win, uh, but he's actually a lot better than he was a year or two ago as far as off the tee game, as far as his approach game. Uh, he's longer, he's more accurate, and then he's still scrambling well and he's still making putts. Um, it, it's one of those things where – and, and he, he's said it before, if the scores are in that three to five under range like the caddy like mentioned there, that, that fits what he wants to do. He likes to go out there and grind for pars. I, I've kind of said it before. Nobody makes a 15-footer for par better than that Fitzpatrick. So if that's the week it is, then then he's a guy at, at that number, I think, is a, is a pretty good play.
0: All right, Josh, thank you so much. Uh, where can people find all the awesome work you're doing over at Action.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, ActionNetwork. dot uh, com. Uh, you can download the Action app where we uh, track all your bets for the PGA or any sport. I mean, obviously playoffs are going, NBA, NHL, everything like that. You can track everything you're doing there. Um, Twitter, Joshua Perry twenty two. See whatever else I'm doing. We'll have some corn ferry later in the week because uh, nobody's paying attention to that. So we might find something there. And uh, yeah, that's where I'll be.
0: All right, guys. Best of luck out there this weekend. You've heard it here. Good luck placing your bets. May the odds be in your favor. Thank you so much to Dan Griffin as well for giving us some of his time. Josh, can't appreciate you sitting down with us enough. It has been a pleasure. Best of luck once again, everybody, and we will see you guys next week. All right.